Just a dial away. Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM here in Abeokuta. I am Lulu Fatu. Do you know Freshly Pressed? That's where we get to look into the papers, get some perspective from an analyst, and then you also get to share your thoughts on some of the stories that made the headlines today. And there's quite a lot in the papers. I have before me the Punch newspaper and the Vanguard newspaper, starting with the headlines on the front page of the Punch newspaper. But today, Tuesday, the 21st of December, you have this one Electoral Act Amendment. Buhari returns bill to NAS falls direct primaries, cites insecurity. That story is there in the Punch newspaper for this morning. It has this rider, primary mode against party constitutions, too expensive. Small parties will be marginalized. Review direct primaries clause, sent document back for assent president. 
Hotels National Assembly. That story is there on the front page of the Punch newspaper. Moving to page 21, you have this headline, PFA's recapitalization. Four firms begin merger talks. GTCO acquires player. Away from this to another one, Nigeria has recorded 500% infection increase in two weeks. That's according to the NCDC. That's having to do with COVID-19. Away from this, 20 Nasarawa farmers, headsmen killed. 8,175 Kaduna bandits, others arrested. The story has this riders, uh, headsmen attacked two villages, killed 22 farmers, 5,000 displaced. ACF Lambas Buhari governors as Kaduna death toll rises to 40. On page 21, you have this one, nine hydropower projects to add 2,672 megawatts to national grid. That's according to the federal government. CSOs accuse National Assembly top officials of document falsification. That story is there in the Punch newspaper for this morning. And still taking headlines from the front page of the Punch newspaper. Passport applicants patronize touts to get faster services. That's according to Aregbe Shola. Ekiti, Ayu warns 17 PDP aspirants against infighting. Ogun plans 42 billion naira revenue from land administration ratification. That story is there on page 22. Away from this now to another one. Presidency stop antics to divide APC. Tinumbu supporters tell VON boss. On page 22, Lagos issues 137 billion naira bond for Lekki Road projects. Healthcare. Others. On pages four and five, that's the metro pages of the Punch newspaper. Anxious patients, rather anxious patients' relative, attacks lawsuits workers, nurse breaks neck, others injured. And finally, on the front page of the Punch newspaper, on page 14, official siphon government funds under cover of pain ransoms. That's according to Quara Commissioner. A story is there on the front page of the Punch newspaper. Away from this now to the Vanguard newspaper for some couple of headlines. And now to the Vanguard newspaper, you have this one. Stop blatant lies against DSS, FG, Save Nigeria Movement, tells El Zak Zaki. Away from this, FG lords Gumbi governor for revitalizing livestock farming. Oshun Assembly passes 129.7 billion naira budget for 2022. Away from this to other headlines, Nigeria spends 1.5 trillion naira on raw materials imports in six months. Our story is there in the Vanguard newspaper for this morning. Away from this now to other headlines, foreign telcos to pay $0.045 to terminate calls to Nigeria. Margoro's position on ending insecurity, right? That's according to Upomwem and Belo. That story is there in the Vanguard newspaper. For those who followed uh, that story, that story started yesterday where Margoro told the president that he could stop insecurity in six months, that it will take six months to stop insecurity. That was uh, something he said to the president. It was in the papers yesterday. Away from this now to other headlines. Omicron of Delta Increase COVID-19 cases in Nigeria by 500% in two weeks. That's according to the NCDC. I took a similar headline earlier from the, Vang- from the Punch newspaper. INX seeks 305 billion naira for 2023 elections. That's also there in the same paper. An Amber governorship election. APC has no valid candidate. That's a declaration by the court. 
Away from this, escalating cases of malnutrition in oil, urgent costs for concern. That story is also there in the Vanguard newspaper for this morning. And that's as much as I'll be taking from the Vanguard newspaper when it comes to headlines. I'll be going on a quick break. When we return, I'll be taking details of the stories. Stick around. Toothpaste. It's like having your personal dentist at home. Strengthens teeth, fights teeth cavities, combats data buildup, whitens teeth, freshens breath, reduces plaque, and ensures healthy gum. Oral Care Toothpaste. 12 hour dental protection system. Extra fresh gel. Protects from tooth decay. Oral Care Toothpaste. Adebowale Oludotu Nigeria Limited is a need for nationwide distributors for Kani Paper. Kani Paper is the newly upgraded high-quality household tissue paper. Made from imported raw wood bulb, Kani tissue paper is purely natural, created with high-quality products. Delicate and impeccable in every detail, only worthy of your extraordinary taste. It can be used indoors, in the kitchen, outdoors, in the cars, and restaurants and bars. It can also be used as a sanitary towel for ladies in the kitchen. Here, 10 gigabytes data plus 100 free minutes and sms how much do you think it will cost man like 10k <laughs> nah bro it's just 3k that's right sharing comes with its reward on the airtel family plan with just 3000 naira you enjoy 10 gigabytes data and 100 free sms to share with up to five people plus 500 mp bonus for each of you simply dial star 141 hash or visit www.airtel.com.ng to begin airtel the smartphone network Welcome back. It's still freshly pressed and fresh 107.9 FM. 
here in Abukuta. And moving now to details of the stories we have in the papers. Starting with this one in the Ponch newspaper, Electoral Act Amendment. Buhari returns bill to NAS. False direct primaries cites insecurity. The president, retired Major General Muhammad Buhari, has asked the National Assembly to remove the clause that has to do with direct primaries from the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. The Punch guarded on Monday that the president, who stated this in his letter to the Senate, asked the National Assembly to remove the controversial clause on direct primaries from the bill and return the proposed law to him for assent. The special advisor to the president on media and publicity, Garba Sheu, confirmed to one of Punch's correspondents that Buhari has sent the letter to the National Assembly. But a source who was privy to the content of the letter said the president refused assent because political parties had their various constitutions that stipulated mode of primaries that should be adopted. Our stories there in the Punch newspaper this morning. Away from this now, two stories having to do with Ogun State. Ogun plans 42 billion naira revenue from land administration ratification. The Ogun State government has said it aims to generate 42.81 billion naira through the Bureau of Lands and Survey from applicants to the homeowners charter scheme in the next fiscal year. The Special Advisor and Director General Bureau of Lands and Survey, Aina Salami, said this on Monday while defending the Bureau's budget estimate before the members of the State House of Assembly at the Assembly Complex, Okemoson, Abeokuta. As said the government had decided to continue the scheme initiated by the administration of Ibikunle Amosun. Away from this now to other stories, you have uh, this one also having to do with Ogun State. Ogun will protect interest of border residents. The Ogun State government has assured residents of the state that any interaction or engagement on the proposed red line light rail project between it and Lagos State in partnership with the Nigerian Railway Corporation and other stakeholders will be driven only by its ministries, departments and agencies. The State Commissioner for Transportation, Mr. Gwenga Dairo, in a statement on Monday said the project was a result of collaboration between both states for social and economic integration among the citizens and governments of both states. It said, in quote, the state government has assured all people and residents of the state that any interaction or engagement on the joint Lagos Ogun activities, including the Red Line project, will be driven and championed only by ministries, departments and agencies of the state and will protect and respect their rights and opinions. End quote. Our story is there in the Punch newspaper this morning. And uh, away from this now to another one uh, having to do with Ogun State, but in uh, that's a daily post, you have this one. Ogun's domestic debt. Abiodun's government borrowed 36.8 billion naira in four months. The, the governor, the, the, Abiodun, rather, the governor Dakbo Abiodun-led government in Ogun State has borrowed over 36.8 billion naira between June 30th and September 30th, 2021. Daily Post reports. This was contained in a report newly released by the Debt Management Office, DMO. DMO's domestic debt data for the 36 states and the Federal Capital Territory as of September 30, 2021, indicates that Ogun State has a total sum of $192,418,550,904.73 as money borrowed locally. Daily Post reports that the DMO had in its June report put Ogun domestic de- debt at $155,567,441,984 naira 84 kobo. 
This shows an increase of 36,851,108,919 naira, 89 kobo in the state's local debt stock within the third quarter of the year 2021. The domestic debt of the state appears to be increasing despite the rise in its internally generated revenue within the period under review. That piece runs on and on there in the Daily Post this morning. Away from this now to other stories. You have this one in the Point newspaper. Official siphon government funds undercover of paying ransoms. That's according to a choir state commissioner. Kidnapping for ransom has become a source through which state government funds are siphoned under the pretext that the demands of kidnappers must be met to save lives of victims of the crime. Quara State's Attorney General and Commissioner for Justice, Mr. Salman Jawondo, SAN, has said. Speaking on Monday at the commencement of the 2021-2022 legal year and valedictory court session for retiring judges in Ilori. Jawando said it was time to review the obsolete presumption of innocence of defendants with respect of some crimes. He said, in quote, insecurity in our country is more than challenging as no one can now sleep with two eyes closed. The phenomenon of uh, kidnapping for ransom has transmuted into a lucrative venture sustained by hoodlums with active connivance of unscrupulous persons. End quote. That story runs on and on there in the Punch newspaper this morning. And away from this now to the Vanguard newspaper, you have the story. Okay, yeah, trying to open that story now. Magora's position on ending insecurity. Right, that's according to Ikumwen and Belo. Okay. Former chief whip of the Nigerian army, retired Brigadier General Idada Ikumwen, Retired and Brigadier General Idris Belo yesterday barked former Minister of Internal Affairs, retired Major General Mohammed Maguro on his call on President Muhammad Buhari to as a former military Major General and the insecurity in the country in six months. But another Brigadier General of the 33rd Regular Course of the Nigerian Defense Academy, NDA, disagreed. Meanwhile, Middle Belt Forum, MBF, has agreed with Maguro saying the lack of political will on the part of the federal government was injuring a total action against insurgency in the country. That story is there in the Vanguard newspaper this morning. And the final story I'll be taking has to do with the Oshun State, where the Oshun Assembly passed the 129.7 billion naira budget for 2022. Oshun State House of Assembly yesterday passed a 2022 budget estimate of 129.7 billion naira. Governor Adibuye Gawiyotola had on October 5, 2021, presented the estimate before the lawmakers. A statement issued by the Speaker's spokesperson, Kunli Alabi, stated that the Governor also wrote to the Assembly yesterday seeking to extend the tenure of local government chairmen by another six months. The past budget has a total of 129,756,450,790 naira with a recurrent expenditure of 53 billion. 893,627,990 and capital expenditure of 75,862,822,800 naira as a that's a, the capital expenditure that story runs on and on there in the Vanguard newspaper I have in the studio with me this morning 
my analyst, uh, that's uh, Akeem Kareem. Good morning, Akeem Kareem, and good to have you. Lulu, good morning. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Let's start with this one, this national issue here having to do with the Electoral Act Amendment. Uh, we've talked about this quite a number of times, but now we have, you know, some direction, as it were. We now know that, uh, you know, the president has commuted uh, his uh, opinion, his thought concerning that particular bill to the National Assembly. He's saying to the National Assembly that uh, the direct primaries should be you know, should be expunged from that particular bill, saying that uh, he also cited insecurity as, you know, his reason, you know, uh, f- part of the reasons for this uh, beyond also that he said uh, that uh, these parties have their own internal structure. They have their own constitution to abide by. How do you see this playing out? And were you expecting that it will go this way? Yes, I think the first thing we have to admit is that Mr. President has a fundamental right uh, to either assent to a constitutional right as well. And that constitutional right is fundamental, is basic, and he has the right to either assent to it in its current form or, like he has done, re- reject it. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> before we go into the nitty gritty, I want us to just look at the uh, consequences. Like I was with Olaka tonight and we discussed this in the battle. And I said to her, and I said to her that it's very likely that uh, the National Assembly will not, uh, will not exercise their power to veto Mr. President's descent of that electoral bill and um, because uh, even though they have the numbers the APC are in the majority and uh, apparently at this point the majority of the opposition members uh, will also join them if they want to because they actually need a total majority mm-hmm. to veto Mr. President as said, so that the bill as the President constituted becomes law. We have uh, debated fought, yeah, fought back and forth the issue of uh, the appropriateness not legality now, the appropriateness, the ideal, the how ideal it is for political parties to to have their primaries. A lot of people have posited that yes, political parties have no capacity to do it. Even people have even gone to add an insult to injury by saying the INEC has the lax capacity to supervise. And uh, and uh, on the basis of that, that uh, the Mr. President is right. I don't want to go into whether Mr. President is right or wrong at this point. Uh, don't forget, I suspect that we're going to get to this point when a few weeks ago Mr. Foundation said, and I think we discussed it here, when he said that Mr. President's uh, support for democracy and uh, institutional something will not be affected even if the electoral bill... If it doesn't ascend to it. So uh, they're already playing mind games. They're already testing the waters. And now Mr. President has said, oh no. But the good thing about it is that it has not thrown out the bill totally. He has not thrown out the bill totally. He has said, yes, let this go back to the National Assembly and let them uh, remove um, the direct primary issue and then represent for assent. Because when you look at it, there's also the issue of electronic voting there. There's also issue, don't forget, the 2015 or 2016 electoral law that we're using doesn't even take into cognizance the issue of the, what do they call this, um, the, this device that is used at the polling booths? Um, the, the, the card reader. The card reader. Yeah. You know, you know, some people have said there's no law that supports the card reader. And there are some also dissenting positions where the INEC guidelines is clear, where the electoral reform, electoral uh, bill is not clear about. And this has been a case of um, uh, people have taken this case to court several times. And so I think on a good one, it's still a fair one. Although in my, in my, in my, in my deep mind, I think Mr. President uh, um, pandered to the whims and caprices and to the influence of the governors of Nigeria. Mm. who do not want the direct primaries 
because according to them, uh, according to feelings that we get, that it should make them lose control of the party and all those sort of things. But then let's see how it pans out. But I think in my estimation, the, based on what has happened, uh, I'm sad to note that between 2015 and today, President Mohamed has not done anything institutional to deepen democracy in Nigeria. That's the thing for me. President Mohamed Buhari was a beneficiary or, and benefited immensely from the electoral reforms that were started by former President uh, Yaya uh, Adua, that was continued by, by President, former President Gulag Jonathan, and that was institutionalized by the Electoral Act 2014 or thereabouts. But between 2015 and today, all the attempts, all the efforts of the National Assembly to deepen our democracy by institutionalizing some of these laws, by making some of these processes institutionalized, have all have met the brick wall. But, 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 but something has been done now. I mean, he, there's there's a bill before him that he's just sent back to the National Assembly. So he's doing something. No, don't you think so? I I I say I've said it clearly in my estimation. President Mohamedou has not done enough. Or all right, I will, I've not said he has not done anything. Mm. He has not done enough in your estimation. To, in my estimation, mm. to to improve. The institutional mechanism guiding our our our, our electoral processes. All right. Even though he was a beneficiary of previous administration a constitutional uh, 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 constitutional amendments that allowed free and fair elections. All right. Uh, but before we come to Ogun State here, because there are a couple of stories having to do with Ogun State, but one particularly has to do with the debt. Uh, we'll, we'll get there to the debt profile. That's the story we talked about uh, in Ibadan that was yesterday having to do with Magoro's position on ending insecurity, saying, you know, if there was the will, it takes it won't take beyond uh, six months for this to be addressed. Well, some other individuals who have also, you know, uh, you know, supported this particular statement, uh, you have a... Uh, 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 you know, former chief whip of the Nigerian army, that's a retired Brigadier General Idada. You also had uh, retired Brigadier General Idris Beilu backing the, you know, the minister of, um, former minister of internal affairs. Uh, that's a retired Major General Mohamed Maguru on his call saying that uh, it will take just uh, six months to end insecurity in the country. Uh, it seems that this former, what's it called now, top army officials, that was the question I was asking yesterday. It seems they know something but is it that uh, when until you get into that particular position, until you become uh, maybe the head of state or you are serving, you don't you're not privy to certain things that those who are currently in the administration are privy to. That's why they can't end insecurity as easily as uh, you know this uh, former military officials make it sound. Yes, I think um, the basic thing is that you're you're, you're wondering that why people always have lofty dreams and ideals mm. and suggestion. Uh, like they have the made as uh, the golden wand that they point at the pole and to solve while out of the office. Mm-hmm. And when they get into office, they they are able to do uh, so, uh, what they have promised. It's, it's not it's, it's not a matter of um, not being able to do what they promise. It's a matter of most times usually lack of some level of expertise. It could be it could be the capacity to execute. It could be lack of political will. It could be lack of intellectual capacity to. To, to be in charge of the government, it could be a combination of all these things. And so I remember vividly in 2014, 2015, when uh, President Mohamed and his ACM people, as they were then known, were moving around the country and talking to people. They went to uh, Borno State. They had a walk there to show that they could walk freely anywhere. They, they condemned the government of that time, that the bombings were too much, and this government was too much. And I remember 
reading it vividly, clearly. The president only says that any government that is unable to solve security problems in Nigeria within six months, within six months, is not fit to be in leadership. And so apparently those people now that, that are referring to six months now are referring to what he said when he was promising in post. But they, they are not referring to what he said. They are saying it just takes six months to handle yes, it. Yes, I think they are, they are, they are using it. It is like you set an exam. You are the examiner. You set the exam for, the, for, your, for your students. You set the, uh, the uh, marking scheme. And then you are marking, you are getting the whole thing wrong. So they are saying, uh, this we are referring to six months. It's not a mistake. They did not say 12 months. They did not say 18 months. They mentioned six months that General Mahmoud as it was then known, referred to. The other thing, they then also learned, President Midwest spoke about the cause of PMS not being more than 40 naira. Mm. And so when you see people talk today, they, all, they keep referring to that 40 naira that he mentioned. You see, the, when, when politicians promise, Usually, when they promise, they do not promise based on any empirical evidence or empirical basis or empirical foundation. They promise just because they are at the rallies, uh, their musicians have played business for them, their gestures have made fun of people, and they want to convince the people who want to who want to be uh, there's like this head mentality. So they tell them something that will appeal to them, even if all these are not founded. On on any uh, on any solid foundation, that's why you see at time politician will promise to put bridge where there is no water. So do you understand? They say, ah, we will give you bridge, even though the place is all just sand. They, they promise bridge, they promise everything, they promise everyone on earth. And now when they get there, they all they do is to blame the previous government for the sixteen years. So what? Look at it now. In between twenty fifteen and now, how has the security fared? Yes, where with the place I could travel to in 2015 or 2014, can I, can I travel there today by road? Let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Okay. W- would you suggest, for instance, that the government engage uh, these individuals who are saying, hey, it wouldn't take more than six months, you know, to tackle this issue of insecurity, I, to engage them? I, I, if, I, if you're saying, for instance, that the government has not done enough, you know, in tackling security, then don't you think the government no, should engage not, these no, individuals? No, it's not about me saying that the government has not done enough. It's about all of us seeing it and their efforts are not bringing the results. So should the government engage these people saying it won't take more than six you months? I know that this government will not engage them. You and I know that this government is always on a high horse. You know, I, you, you can't say if I know. Okay, I know. Okay. And I suspect you know too that this Nigerian government or President Mohamed Bari is always right. I've not seen this government since six years to come and say, oh, we were wrong here. No, no, we are humans. We are all fallible. We can all make mistakes. Right? We have seen governments elsewhere say, oh, on this issue, in retrospect, we realized that we were wrong. And I, actually, you people were right. Even when the government will listen to correction, after a lot of pressure, let me give you an instance, the, the removal of the service chiefs. It took so long for the president to do it. When he did it, he did not even refer to, to, to the agitations for, 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 for the removal of those people. At the moment he removed those people, he put them in other positions. Mm. It was as if there was there, there was something I don't I don't know how to put it that those people must always be in government, even when they do not have results, even when we do not have results. And so, any normal government, a, a, a government that wants that 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 has mastered the art of execution of its programs, will always appraise itself. 
any normal government? A standard government. Okay. Let me use it's a good government. All right. We appraise itself and say, oh, here we did not do well. Let me give you a, a, ask you this rhetorically. The Siemens deal for the power deal, where have we reached as a nation? The last we heard was that the show of staff, former show of staff went to Germany, then they were went that they were paid to Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel paid to Siemens. But today, where is the power? Where is the power? Where are everything they want they want us to do? So he said, I see, the government starts something, does not get the results, turns to the next thing, does not get the results, and then we have a mumbo jumbo of unresolved uh, policies, and they are not working for the people. If you are going to do, solve the issue of health care, let's know it's health care. Even if it's taking eight years, after all, we have spent many years and we have not been able to solve any problem. I, although I agree. That these things are not, it's not bread and money, that well, at the same time, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science, that leadership. The moment you see that for health raising, for intellectual incapacity, for whatever incapacity, you cannot lead the nation. I think you owe that nation and your name and posterity a, a reason to, to leave that office. I like people who have the capacity, mental capacity. Are you, talk, are, are you talking about, uh, you know, those executing, you know, the, the fight against no, insecurity I'm now? No, I'm talking about the person that we elected as president. I don't. We did not. We did not appoint any minister. We don't elect any minister. Mm. But you and I know that vicarious liability lies on Mr. President. We voted Mr. President. We didn't vote any minister. We didn't vote for any chief of our staff. You right. So when there are issues, header of on security or what on the economy. We call one person. Yeah, but progress is, pro- progress is incremental. It, it's not just something that happens overnight. Uh, you don't think that uh, this war against... I was still on mathematics. Okay. You know that. Go, go you know there's something called arithmetic progression. Mm-hmm. And there's something called geometric progression. Very true. Arithmetic progression is 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 3. 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. Mm. Before you get to 1 million, you know what it's going to take you. Geometric progression is what we did in leadership. Even if you say it's incremental, what is the, base, what is the speed of increment? So, I just say on live radio that it's not even, what we are having in Nigeria is not even arithmetic progression. It is geometric retrogression. We are going backwards in alls, in jumping, minus two, minus four. I don't know where we're going to. Where else we are going to? We're supposed to be going to the right. We're going left. So, when people want to, want to be funny, or want to be, respect uh, a favor from government, I don't expect any favor from any government. I do not expect any favor from any government. I'm doing this because I believe this is the way to go. Okay. This is my view today. If things change tomorrow, we'll dissect it. We'll analyze it based on the reality of the moment. But the reality today is that Mr. President has not done well in six years on security. All right, let's move uh, down now to uh, Ogun State here. There's this piece here in the Daily Post talking about uh, Ogun State's uh, debt profile. I reeled out uh, the figures earlier. I hope you followed followed it, or do you want me to reel Please do it. Reel, reel through again. Six billion. So the Ogun State government uh, has borrowed over 36.8 billion naira between June 30th and September 30th, 2021. That's that particular figure. Now, uh, DMO domestic data for the 36 states and the FCTA as of September 30th, 2021 indicates that Ogun State has a total sum of 192 billion. 418,550,904 Naira 73 Kobo as money borrowed locally. Now, in its June report, it put Ogun's domestic debt at 155,567,441,984 Naira 84 Kobo. 
That was in its June report. This shows an increase of 36,851,108,919 Naira 89 Kobo in the state's local debt stock within the third quarter of the year 2021. Is it a bad thing, you know, to, to, to be in debt? No, it's not. Okay. It's not as long as uh, the debt is, uh, is based on uh, infrastructure, not for not for salaries. As long as it's going to, as long as uh, the debt is going to pay back itself one way or the other, mm. as long as uh, it's going to have a direct impact on the economy of the state, mm. as long as it's going to have a multiply impact on the economy, it's going to increase people's purchasing capacity. But the funny thing for me here is that I know that this debt can never be approved without an approval of the House of Assembly, mm. and usually there will be a probably uh, the, the the Assembly will speak about it. Then we know, but then even the, the, this report said. The media is not even aware of this. So is it hush hush? Then uh, we, I think the commissioner for information, the commissioner for finance, or probably the SNG or someone needs to address the press and let's mm. know the true state of the debt profile of Ogun State. Because uh, I know many states in Nigeria that have uh, taken money from their creditors up to that money for the seventh, fifth generation who struggle to pay. You know that there are some states that are still paying money that was lent to them during the Shagari era today, which is more than 30 years ago, close to 40 years. And so, in my estimation, even though I know that uh, a, a lot of institutions, organizations, take money from financial institutions to get things they need to do, but then there should be a threshold, there should be a threshold, and it should not be, it should not be shrouded in secrecy. In my estimation, I think this is shrouded in secrecy, unless mm-hmm. and until the state government, through their, uh, through the appointees of government, come out to tell us what is money have been used for, and I hope and pray that they have not been used for recurrent expenditure. Okay. I, hope, I hope and pray that they have been used for capital expenditure, mm-hmm. that have the capacity or tendency to pay back by the, by, by, by by income on, on, these activities, on these activities. So now I think before we are able to comment deeper on this or deeply on this, we need to have a position from the Auguste government as to how these loans came up, $36 billion, June, June, and September. So, if as a mathematician, June to September is like four, five months, they can also say from October to November, December, maybe another a third of this or a, a two thirds of this, maybe another twenty-four billion will have added. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, 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 that's it. Until they come out to clear us and give us information, mm. because governance is not a secret cult. Mm. Governance is better when you let the people you are leading and governing know what they are doing, know what you are doing, know why you are doing it, and ensure that all decisions taken by the government on behalf of the people, is in the best interest of the largest majority of people, mm. not for the interest of any cabal in government, for whatever reason. So it's important that the government carry the people along. Definitely. That, that's what you're saying there. Definitely. You can be a part of the conversation. The phone line to be a part of the conversation this morning is 080-332-1079. That is 080-332-1079. That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation on Freshly Pressed and Fresh 107.9 FM. Also, do know that you have only a chance to call once. So, marshal your points and make your call one time so that we can also have others who will be able to join the conversation and also express their thoughts. Stick around. It's still freshly pressed and fresh. 107.9 FM.
toothpaste. It's like having your personal dentist at home. Strengthens teeth, fights teeth cavities, combats data buildup, whitens teeth, freshens breath, reduces plaque, and ensures healthy gum. Oracare toothpaste, 12-hour dental protection system, extra fresh gel, protects from tooth decay. Oracare toothpaste. From the studio of Aloy Production International, latest release a year fell. Tap a collier manifestation. Ho 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 ho. Isheba Paisheni, Okojabe, grab your copy now. Back it's still freshly pressed and fresh 107.9 FM. And now we turn into the phone lines. Let's get your thoughts and some of the stories that made the headlines. 080-332-1079. That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation. Remember, I told you that you only have a chance to call in once. Uh, after this, that time, you would have to wait for others to also share their thoughts. Let's see who we have here. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen in the house. Good morning to you. Uh, Where are you calling yes. from? Yes. Engineer Afolabi. I'm calling from Songo. Go ahead, Engineer. Uh, Mr. Kikari, good morning. Morning, I you. I really enjoy your analysis on, on the on the depth uh, profile of it, which I think it, uh, you are on the right side. The, the, the governor should let us know what and what and when they they take the they take the loan is very very important. And another area I want to express my displeasure on the on the loan is this area of seventy-three couple. For what? We all know what is happening. We we, we can for the, for us to believe them, they should be on the reality side. Seventy-three couple for which couple? Their which couple do they have? Even 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 the sheet of paper. Cannot have, cannot have the, cannot have a, 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 in Kobo. Right. So that is that. On the electoral, on the electoral issue, I think uh, the president has uh, come out clearly to say exactly as it's supposed to be, because the political parties have the options 
will be used at the right to their own taste for which they can be able to manage mm. and that will not be causing conflict in the country because we have uh, concessions, we have uh, the concession pattern, we have the indirect pattern and uh, the direct pattern. So they will choose which one they think can be able to, to suit them mm. without carrying matches. Because I, 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 I'm perceiving if they want to make it a mandatory, <laughs> it will not be okay for the for the country. So the oh president has uh, actually said the right thing. You made your point. Right. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. your thoughts. Zero eight zero three double three double two ten seven nine. That's the phone line to be a part of a conversation. That is zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. That's the phone line to be part of a conversation. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Your morning. Name, where are you calling from? Hello, Lou. God bless you. I'm Kyle from Abekuta. Good morning, uh, Mr. In fact, you won my heart this morning. God bless you. Your analysis are so accurate. You see, you hit the nail on the head. You always exactly does, I mean, do things rightly about your analysis. I want to give it to you. You scored 10 10 this morning. Oh. You see, we have not had it good from uh, Buhari. I am telling you. Sincerely speaking, he has continued to fail, to fail the people that voted into power. What stops him as a general? I mean, you can imagine, if he has the political will to go into the bush after those people that are probably those people that voted you to power, I'm asking. And you are now probably removing the issue of direct entry, I mean, direct, um, what do you call it? Primaries. Uh, whatever. Yeah. In fact, huh? Direct primary. I don't know. Yes. This, yeah, direct primary. I don't understand. What, how we want to get... In fact, let me tell you, even if they return that thing back and haven't removed the direct entry or, or direct primary or whatever, you will still have some way or the other to put something to, to say that, look, we can go ahead to... I mean, again, to remove certain things. There's a clause there that you have not removed. You see, when people like this are probably missing their way, exit on the high road. I don't think it should go the wrong direction any longer. I want to agree with you that this one has always been going to the left side of the graph. Every other day, we are retrogressing. Every day, nothing is improving the democracy he has continued to enjoy. Instead, he gallivant around the world and then come back sleep and then crosses his leg. I wonder, this is, what, what kind of leader is he? Okay. I want to. Be, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, you see, when we see somebody who is probably had continued to stay in his failure, we must tell him that you are not doing something right. You made your so point. that's what I'm doing this morning. Let's encourage point. other people to to follow us as well to to, to deal with this man, not doing anything right. The other day, the nuts are saying the, the nuts is bleeding. And how will you not bleed? You've and made the man your is point. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you for your thoughts. Omar, you're mine. 80 That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation. Let's have your thoughts. Hello? Hello? Good morning. Good morning, my dear brother. Good morning to you. I am Elmoki from United Towns of Ayeto. Go ahead. Where are we heading to in Nigeria? Mr. President, during his campaign, made a promise that the insurgency will be conquered within six months. And he's, he has spent over six years now. What he intends to conquer in six months is now on in six years. 
Now, Brantai, when leaving office, says that insurgency will, be, will not be conquered uh, uh, until the next 20 years. He made it uh, clear, and nobody queries that. Up to today, the presidency see, cannot call him to come and explain why he has said that banditry and insurgency will continue for the next 20 years. And they continue to cajole. For how long shall we stay in this uh, world of cajoling them back to Gusev? Could any loan be taken undergroundly without the support of the uh, assembly? How has this money, the debt, come into being without making the entire city of Gusev to be aware of it? The Commissioner for Finance. And whoever is concerned in the administration, they should come out to tell us where the money was taken and upon what was the money expended. Mm. We want to know. We don't say they should not take loans, but it must be with our consent. If our social decay everywhere and look at the debt, where are we heading to? May God forbid this country. God bless you. Thank you for your thoughts, uh, Court. You know, it brought to mind, uh, you know, that statement by Baratai that was in February this year, where he said insurgency may take twenty years, you know, to it's end. It didn't in say the, will. It didn't say will. It said may take uh, twenty years to end insurgency in the northeast, and that's having to do with the complexity of uh, insurgency over time, how it's grown into communities and the likes. So he said it may take twenty years to end insurgency, and he gave a breakdown of why he said this, and uh, you also talk about you know the social and economic problems not addressed by successive governments had fueled insurgency in Nigeria. Moving on to other calls zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning, good morning to you, Mr. Lulu. Yeah, yeah, good morning, Mr. Lulu and, uh, and uh, Mr. Tim Karim. Right on, sir. Yeah, my name is Bolani Bolao from Shadow Really. Yeah, I want to have my take in two reports. In the, you read this morning. First of all, you know, everybody has his own opinion on every issue. You know, uh, and one thing I want us to understand is this. Uh, like uh, you're about to say, if you see, oh, could you say about local intelligence? The fact is that I don't understand this country. Initially, I think, I think a, a couple of years ago, we always say uh, this, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, this assembly, out of assembly, they are rubber stamp. You mm. But now, they have issues with, with the presidency on this uh, electoral stuff, uh, maybe bill or whatever. But now, because the presidency has refused their own uh, state, and they are trying to, you know, agitate on the both sides, at least to get to certain things. This is what we expected for all this while. Even for so many bills that they are passed. When they pass bills, they sign it. So when the executive do this thing, uh, out of them, they sign it. Now, they are ran for. People are clamoring. Uh, the indirect clinical is not good. Uh, direct is clinical. All this, I don't understand this country. Mm. That's about that. Because I don't want to talk much on that. Yeah, I've just imagined on my own. Like, okay, because this presidency and the out of them, they are having issues on the bill now. They are not rubber stamp. But initially, they are rubber stamp. So it's there for the people in, in their mind. Those people that argue on uh, indirect and clinical. Because me, I've seen that. If there, there is no way you can do something to favor everybody. 
Yontana. So that's the uh, insecurity of the thing. I think uh, Mr. President is missing it up. You know why? Because uh, we have stayed this time with that number for a couple of years now that he should involve the foreign thing. Now, he wants to finish up in six months. Why? Because he wants to add it. Uh, he said they and Turkey. We have a collaboration to do this, to do that. Why he has not done this thing? But since he has been in the second room, which is the 2014. Mm. You understand? Know? So he is not doing himself. He doesn't have good advice that. That's the problem we have. You and that's why point. he's having all this previous. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for your thoughts. Zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation on Fresh Press this morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Your name and where are you calling from? Go ahead. Okay. I want to uh, take uh, my few more. Uh, take, uh, yeah, my make my own opinion. You no. Know, on the use of. Uh, all right. On the issue of uh, electoral, many electoral bills. I believe Mr. President will have communicated in the leadership of National Assembly. After all, they are members of his party, and his party is, uh, is, the, is controlling the majority of the National Assembly. Why, would, why, wouldn't, why did he wait for the expiration date, expiration date of 30 days before he now make his few notes? I think that is, is wrong. We will have communicated the leadership. And the, if I thought this issue, issue of in the, in the direct primary that has been the bone of contention, he will have make it, making note of the initial leadership of National Assembly, and he will have, he will have returned it to them and do the need. They will have even, and I even think that even before the passing of, passage of the amended uh, electoral bill by the National Assembly, he and the leadership, they were always, most especially the PAPC can cost in the House of uh, in the National Assembly. They used to say, uh, the way of which we used to meet and discuss, they will have addressed this. And they, they will have even, they, they will have called it to the president along that. The president will have even make his own uh, the opinion on it. You made your I, point. I don't see any reason, any reason why this will have become uh, generated controversy. All right. And I want to ask Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim Karim, yes, he should sir. tell me his position on direct parallel or indirect primary. I, I suppose, want to know his position. I direct primaries because I think it's better Thank for you. us. Okay, you support direct primaries. I do. All right, that that's clear now. So let's get more calls. Let's get your thoughts at zero eight zero double three double two ten seven nine. That's the full line to be a part of the conversation. Quite a whole lot in the papers this morning. Oh my! Do turn down your radio set. Do turn down. try again, man. Oh my! You have to turn up, turn off your radio set, or turn the volume down if you want to be a part of a conversation. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Go ahead. I want to ask my say on this uh, electoral, amended electoral hat. Mm. I think we should sometimes give our leadership a slack. The president said he cited security as one of the reasons. Mm. And when we are using direct primary, it crowd to be gathered somewhere. And in this part of the country, we might enjoy relative peace. Do we expect somebody to gather crowd in Kaduna, in Bordeaux, for direct primary at this time? So I think Mr. President got it right by citing security and the fact that the parties have their own constitution. So we should not lord this over party as to also show concern for the issue of security that we are grappling with President Nigeria. Mm. 
Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for all your thoughts. Okay, quite uh, straight to the point there. Let's get more thoughts on some of the stories that made the headlines uh, this morning. We can still take two to three more calls before we wrap things up on the program. 80 That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation. Do share your thoughts on some of the stories. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Your name and where are you calling from? Yes, a lot of calling from Abekuta. Go ahead. Yes, on the loan taken by the state government, I wish that the state government should be able to explain fully to us what he has done with the money. How far have they gone? You see, uh, I think it's necessary. The commissioner is there, the commissioner of finance is there, the information commissioner too is there, and the government, they could surely explain. People are still suffering. Be that as is me, I want to disagree a little bit with Mr. Karim, I think. Mm. Uh, because, man, if you borrow money to eat, there's nothing bad in it, though. But this capital project does not see the light of the day. Oh, why? Uh, people are suffering, let them go eat. Mm. All these uh, elephants, uh, all these uh, projects that we not even see the day that nobody will enjoy. Some people will not even enjoy penny from government other than the little money they were being paid. Look at it. They have gratuity, they have this and that. But most Nigerians, uh, this thing, the elite, they continue to say it's, it's good not to borrow money to eat, not to borrow money to pay salary. I beg, pay, borrow money, pay salary. Don't do projects that the, the money will just go to the pocket of the politicians. That is what I'm Thank you very much. Have a nice day. All right. Thank you for your thoughts. Uh, quite uh, something there. Okay. Let's see if we can pick one more call. 80 That's the phone line to be a part of the conversation. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he did mention uh, borrowing money to eat. Does that, is, should that be the case for, for a government? No, I think uh, everybody has a right to their, to their point of view. And now he, 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 has, premised, he has put a, 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 a reason. He said is of the opinion that usually what we call projects that we ask government to finance to develop capital projects are usually white elephant projects mm. that benefit only the, the the contractor and the people in government. That they should borrow money if possible to pay salaries. It's estimation that is better than the money. Pay pensions. Pay pension. Pension, yeah. Because on the long run, <laughs> that also has a multiplier effect on the on the uh, on the economy, mm. and people have a direct impact from it. But we cannot li- we cannot eat our tomorrow today. We should not eat our tomorrow today. Mm. So whether once we are voted in government, we have to trust them that when they do projects, it's not be white elephant projects, and that this project will have value to us. If you borrow and get money to build to equip the primary healthcare centers, it's a plus for the people. Mm. For hospitals, it's a plus. For roads, for schools, it's a plus. You, you get benefits from it, but it may not be the direct benefit of the money coming to your pockets as at, at those points. Okay, the final call this morning. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Real quick, you have one minute. Hello? Hello? Your name, you have yeah, one minute. I just want to, my name is uh, Abrashid Olonda. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to come into this conversation. You see, whoever that has never lived in the north, we never know this, uh, this uh, uh, crisis of insurgency, security is political. The Arakia system of government over there 